Hi there, and welcome to our podcast, There's Been a Murder by Ashley and Gareth, where we discuss true crimes that have occurred in our home countries, mine being Ireland and Ashley's being Scotland. And just as a trigger warning, there is themes of violence discussed throughout this episode, so listener discretion is advised. So Gareth, tell us, who are we talking about today? So today we are talking about a group of, of men oh. who were nicknamed the Shanko Butchers. Oh, that sounds quite grim. Yes, it is a bit of a grim one. There, okay. there is a number of um, murders that's... Is it as grim and brutal as our last week's episode, The Limbs on the Walk? It's not as detailed because uh, there is a lot of murders in this. So, okay. um, so we're being a wee bit briefer. Yeah, Going into the details of each one, I think we were having like three episodes. <laughs> we can always recap. Yeah. Yes. So, the Shankle Butchers who were a gang of 12 men who operated for seven years wow. b- between 1975 and 1982. My goodness. Their leader, Hugh Leonard Thompson Murphy, better known as Lenny Murphy, was known to have a seething hatred of Catholics and is quoted as describing them as scum and animals on many occasions. Well, that's awful. Mm-hmm. He was born in the Shankill area in 1952. So the Shankill is a very uh, present area. Mm-hmm. The Shankill Road is I've the main. Heard, yeah, I've yes. heard of Shankill Road. Yes. Yeah. This is the road that has the Peace Wall, which on the other side of it is the Falls Road, which yes. is a very Catholic uh, uh, area. So during the Troubles... Because they basically run beside each other, a peace, you know, like a, a peace wall had to be, um, erected to keep the peace. Wow! So it was like so forced was, peace almost, like yeah, well, yeah, yeah. A barrier it, between. It, it was necessary for for everyone That's involved. Crazy, isn't it? And it's still there today. Yes, yes, you can still go visit it. So it's, it's not needed now, though. To no, 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 no. It, it, it's not not needed, but um, it's a piece of history. So yeah, that, I get that. that um, if you go on a tour bus in Belfast, you'll more than likely uh, go past it. Is it just like a big sort of steel metal wall? Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't look like, you're, you're like, it was never like the Berlin Wall or mm. the... It's not like a piece of art. Like... Yes, yeah, you, you know, um, it is just like a corrugated metal sheets and all like that, barbed wire. Quite a barbed wire, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. Quite yeah. Grim. yeah, like, but it was built like very quickly you know yeah lenny murphy was born there in 1952 mm-hmm. he was the youngest of three sons to uh, william and joyce M- murphy uh his elder brothers were william jr william jr and john william senior the dad mm-hmm. was originally from the belfast docks area where he met joyce thompson who came from the shankle and like his own father who was also n- named william he worked as a dock labourer mm-hmm. and the Murphy family moved moved home several times. But in 1957, they returned to Joyce's family home in the lower Shankill area at 28 Percy Street. Okay. As I said, Lenny Murphy goes by a Lenny Murphy, but his, his first name is Hugh. Yes. However, he didn't like this name because when coupled with his last name of Murphy, it, it gave off Catholic connotations Hugh Murphy yes yeah kind of yeah, it's very yes, Irish isn't yes. it yes so so yeah he preferred Lenny okay so at Argyle primary school he was known for the use of a knife and he and he had his elder brothers to back him up 
He logged his first conviction at the age of 12 for theft. And after leaving the Belfast Boys Model School at 16, he joined the Ulster Volunteer Force, the UVF, Mm-hmm. and was involved in the rioting that broke out in Belfast in August of 1969. So the UVF is the Protestant version of the IRA? It's a paramilitary group. Okay. So the typical ones you, you would hear of would be the IRA, yes. who were the Irish Republican Army. Okay. And yeah. are they predominantly Catholic or have I just got that in my head? So, yes. Okay. Yes, they are, but they fought for uh, a united Ireland. Okay, So yeah. they wanted the Republic of Ireland... Northern Ireland to be one one country because right. it originally was until Ireland was invaded by England centuries ago. Okay, good. What so, actually? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, then you would have the UVF. Mm-hmm. There was also the UDA, which is the Ulster Defence Association. Okay. They were unionists as well as the UVF. Right. There was also different groups, smaller ones, but they were the big big three that would typically come up and be uh, um her, 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 you would hear off there was so there was like um break off groups right from like each one who yeah, yeah. who didn't like what was being done they thought they could do better gotcha type deal so yeah the uvf was was formed in 1966 and uh, as a retaliation to irish Repo- republicanism mm-hmm. so the fight for uh United Ireland. Okay. Says and they operated for thirty years until their ceasefire in nineteen ninety four. So Belfast journalist Martin Dillon, who who wrote a book mm-hmm. on the Shankill Butchers, has suggested that Murphy's bigoted loyalism may have stemmed from the fact that his surname is actually associated with Catholics. Oh, oh, so this is quite interesting because this mm-hmm. is a bit like William Beggs, who was gay, mm-hmm. but has he been gay? Yeah. So we've now got Lenny Murphy, who isn't a Catholic, obviously, but no, because yes. his name is associated with with it. There was a, a resentment. A disdain, mm-hmm. a distaste for it, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Moving on in his life. At age 20, he, he was charged with his first murder. It is believed that Mervyn Connor, another member of the UVF, and Lenny Murphy carried out the murder of a 32-year-old Protestant, William Pavis, on the orders of the UVF because they were convinced that Pavis was selling weapons to the IRA. Oh. So although there were two witnesses who said they saw Lenny Murphy pull the trigger in broad daylight mm-hmm. and he was also pick, picked out from a lineup while in police custody, not long after, Mervyn Connor died in an apparent suicide and left a note. So this was the man that was an associate of Lenny Murphy. Yes, yeah. And is he was there with Lenny Murphy but when Lenny, according to witnesses, was the man who pulled, pulled the trigger. trigger right? Yes. Okay. In broad daylight, so like wow. there was no real mixing them up. No. So was, no. And, yeah, and, it, and it's so like um, nonchalant, like mm-hmm. to just do that in daylight, isn't yeah. it? Like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't eagle. Out. Eagle, sorry, eagle. <laughs> ego. Ego. <laughs> Mervyn Connor had uh, has died in an apparent suicide and has left a note. Okay. And in the note, he he admits to, to the murder. Mm-hmm. However, it is believed that this was written under duress. Oh, so he was a bit of a scapegoat. Yeah. Okay. Nonetheless, the case went to trial and Lenny Murphy was acquitted of the murder. After the release, 
Murphy was immediately re-arrested and jailed for two years due to various escape attempts while in prison. It was the first of many murders that Murphy was accused of or involved in and the first of many stints in jail. Oh, wow. Yes. Full life full of crime. Ah, he's in and out like a yo-yo. Mm. Upon his release after the two years mm-hmm. and not wanting to be governed by the rules and, and the regulations of the UVF, Murphy went about setting up his own paramilitary organisation, recruiting three other individuals with the same deep-rooted hatred, hatred of Catholics as himself. So he wasn't happy in the UVF, then he thought he could do better? Aye. Okay. So it, this is an example of one of the types of like break-off groups that's, yeah. that, that's, that happened. Because even though like they're a paramilitary group, uh-huh. they still have a, a type of order. There's, there's ranks yes. that you, you can move up. So there's, no, there, there's still rules and the way that they do things. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he didn't like the way that they were going about it. Do you think that it was he didn't like the way that they were doing it? Or do you think it was because he, he wasn't happy that he hadn't excelled up the ranks quickly enough for his liking? I think it was, um, as well, uh, if I discuss, mm-hmm. I just don't think there was enough murder for him. Oh, okay. So it was. So, so he, Robert Basher Bates, Sam McAllister and William Moore, who all had significant criminal r- records, it's noted that William Moore drove a black taxi and had previously worked as a meat packer, which gave the men access to a set of butcher's knives and meat cleavers, which were repeatedly used in future killings. Oh, that's horrible. While while other men passed through the organisation, these three men were Murphy's trusted inner circle. So sorry, when um, Lenny Murphy decided to branch off and mm-hmm. form his own pal- paramilitary group. Yeah. What was it called? So, uh, like, they, they didn't really have a name. They just... Right. Was that because they were so small? I think, like, uh, it wasn't really something that, like, he was interested in. He just wanted, you know, like, to go off and do things himself. So he, he didn't care about the kind of, like, being known... No. The kind of popularity, that thing. He, mm-hmm. as you've sort of alluded to, do you think it was more because he wanted to just murder and yeah. com- complete violence? Yeah, like, yeah, like the... There wasn't enough murders of Catholics for, for his liking. It's crazy. It sounds like a cycle. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> the very first victims of, of the butchers met their fate on the 2nd of October 1975. Mm-hmm. Two men and two women were shot dead in a, a robbery. One month later, the first victim to be killed viciously by a knife was Francis Crossan. The killings continued in the same manner for years. Armed with cleavers and axes, the Shankle butchers roamed the streets of Belfast looking for any random Catholic victims to torture and kill. How would they know if somebody's a Catholic or Protestant? Oh, because apparently you can just tell. You can't just tell? I know. I know, yeah, you can, but apparently you can. That's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious, obviously, like I'm sure as we go on, or maybe not... But I'm curious to know, like, did did they ever murder somebody that turned out to be a Protestant and not a Catholic? Well, we'll, we'll carry on. You'll Sorry, find out. Sorry, get ahead of myself mm-hmm. here. In the mid seventies, the the police and British Army were were stretched to breaking point by the high profile actions of the Republican and Loyalist par- paramilitary groups, and so were perceived to have turned a blind eye. 
though many members of the gang were said to be members of the UVF targeting innocent Catholics, the group also turned on their own at times, killing Protestants mistaken for Catholics. <gasps> so yeah, you can't just tell. No, it's not like you can smell them out. Like it's No, I mean? no, no, like uh, um I'm sure like I'm sure I've heard of, of, of you know, like back then, you know, like apparently like, you know, Catholics, you know, like have some physical features and Protestants have others. So like that's how they could tell. That sounds like an old wife's tale. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Quinn was their next victim. The account of the woman who found the body of Thomas Quinn became vital as she mentioned that she had heard the sound of a heavy diesel engine similar to that of a black taxi. Okay. So about already mentioned that William Murr drove mm -hmm. a black taxi. And he worked in a butcher's as well, is that correct? He used to, yes. He used so to, right, okay. That's where they got access to all the knives. And yes. All. So just th three days after killing Thomas Quinn, the Shankill butchers shot dead Protestants Archibald Hannah and Raymond Carlyle, who they mistakenly took for Catholics while they were sitting in a lorry on their way to work. Oh my God. Just two weeks later, Francis Rice had his throat slashed from ear to ear by the butchers in an almost identical killing to Thomas Quinn. It was after this murder that the media christened the gang the Shankle Butchers. And they are. They are butchers. Like mm -hmm. they're, The way that they're killing people is horrific. Yep. And how frightening, though, to know that there's like this group of men driving around Belfast and wanting to harm people. And mm -hmm. obviously, like... So I got, I'll, I'll touch on it, you know, as, as I briefly um, later on. But during this time, there was a fear of black taxis. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it. people didn't know. Yeah, and it's, I can imagine as well, like they'd be terrified because they'll know that the Shankill butchers predominantly are want their main focus is to harm mm -hmm. Catholics. Yeah. So imagine that you were wanting to get a taxi to the Falls Road or that surrounding area. You'd be terrified. Oh no, you just wouldn't. You couldn't. Mm -hmm. No. It's almost like um, the boogeyman, like, running around the town. Like, mm -hmm. you've got no idea. Oh, that's... And how many... Sorry, seven years did you say that this went on? Yes. It's crazy. Seven years in total. So, the 11th of March, 1976, there was finally a break in the, in the case when two Catholic women were shot at from a passing car in Belfast. While the gunman abandoned the vehicle and fled... A witness reported that they had seen someone acting suspiciously at the scene. After finding a gun, the police placed the street under surveillance, which led to the, the arrest of Lenny Murphy on his return for the gun. He was sentenced to 12 years in prison for possession of a firearm with intent to kill. However, he, he ordered his accomplices to continue with the cutthroat murders. Three more Catholic men from... North Belfast, Stephen McCann, Joseph Morrissey and Francis Cathy were subsequently kidnapped, tortured and hacked to death between 1976 and 1977. So those three murders, obviously mm -hmm. Lenny Murphy's in jail. Yeah. He's um, controlling it yeah. from behind bars. bars yeah. Now all the murders are quite grim, but particularly those three, like they were kidnapped and tortured also. Mm hmm do you think that's a bit of a rebellion because the group's leader has been put to jail, is behind bars, and obviously they're so anti-Catholic that they'll blame 
the Catholic people for this that they yes. cause it's their fault. Mm-hmm. So there's like an overkill here. Like um, there's there's more violence. I think like yeah, like any other ones before the the walls like a wee bit of sort of like torture. You know with the the throat slashing. You like yeah people that have gotten their their wrists cut. You know, like and left for dead and Oof. all. So it is, but yeah. Like, this is the the first mention of them being kidnapped, tortured, and hacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all like that's grim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's. Or is it that another theory could be Lenny Murphy was is is sadistic as he was, he, he he did heinous crimes in a way that was like when he slit somebody's throat, for instance, it's quite inst- instant. Mm-hmm. It's you know you know you're going to cause harm and you can get away quickly. Yeah. Whereas he's not there to control how they do it. It could be, yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. they, the, the other um, the other people, the group members need sort of a bit more control and... Yeah, direction. Direction. Mm-hmm. However, it was the killing of Ted McQuaid which led the police in, in the direction of the black cabs once again. Ted and his wife were walking home from a party when a car pulled up alongside them and shot Ted six times, and he died instantly. Mm-hmm. When interviewed by police, McQuaid's wife said the men had fled the scene in a black taxi. Although met with a wall of silence from the terrified residents of the Shankill area, the police had enough identifications of black cabs to conclude that the killings were linked and went on to search all 700 black cabs in Belfast. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, so, isn't it? There was overall a fear of black cabs at, at, at this point. Mm-hmm. To go through and search 700. But also, that's <clears> registered <throat> black cabs. Oh, yeah. They'll always be unregistered. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 they will. So, on low William Murr's taxi, the vehicle that's had been used to carry out all the murders, mm-hmm. was forensically examined, nothing was found. After Murphy ordered the cab, destroyed and Murr replaced it with a yellow Ford Cortina. Oh wow, so they're changing their kind of ammo. Yeah, yeah. So I had to look up what kind of car this this was because I I was like, oh, are we talking like a sort of like a, a New York cab because it's yellow type thing? Mm-hmm. But um it's very much like a classic sort of like box looking car. Okay. So it was, you know, with like the square front, the square back, you know. And you're like, yeah. The kind of car you, you would draw as a kid from like a side on view. Gotcha. So this was used in the subsequent attacks. And with the huge media attention, it was no wonder that people were so terrified that they ran away from black cabs in Belfast. Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't. There's always a pre- like preconception of taxis. Like you hear horror stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And so people are naturally a bit anxious. <clears throat> You're getting in a car with somebody you don't know. Like that is, you're somewhat vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So to then know that there's taxis driving by causing well yeah like I. I remember, growing up and hearing the the ads on the radio of when like taxis had to be, registered. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, maybe at this time black cabs weren't actually. Probably not. Yeah, but yeah. we're still in the seventies. Yes. So yeah, 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 probably yeah. not. Mid seventies. And even though they obviously checked the taxi. Um, back in the days like the DNA testing and mm-hmm. like gunpowder like testing yeah that wasn't probably yeah anywhere near what it is today no no it, it, it definitely wasn't but they couldn't find anything in it 
Yeah. So so like, they they obviously like clean that car out after every time, which is smart on their part. They're, yeah, it is. Now, although loyalist loyalist leaders called Lenny Murphy a bloody s- psychopath, mm-hmm. they did not want to intervene for fear of revenge attacks. The police also knew Murphy was the leader of the gang, but did not have proof. So, as you called him already, he's a psycho. But but these are the leaders of the other groups that like the UVA, yes, UVA, yeah, like the, IRD, yeah, like that's are scared of him. That if they if they try to do anything against him, they're scared of what he he can do back. And even though it's a small group, you said like there was twelve men involved. Mm-hmm. It's twelve dangerous men. Like mm-hmm. that's frightening. And you're like, that's intimidating. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Definitely. Doesn't matter how many men you've got in your group, but if they're willing to commit that kind of harm on people, then I totally appreciate why mm-hmm. they were, they were more uh, reluctant to get involved. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, like it surprised me when I was reading through this, mm-hmm. and I, and and it said that the leaders of the other groups were were scared of him. Yeah. Like that's how bad it was. Well, if he is a psychopath, you, mm-hmm. he's so unpredictable. Could he easily mm-hmm. turn against like because oh, it'll, yeah. it'll be a power element as well. So if they're saying, "Oh, sorry, you can't keep doing this," then good chances he's just gonna turn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, on the tenth of May, nineteen seventy seven, the investigation changed course when one of the butcher's victims, Jared McLaverty, was found alive in an alleyway after being beaten, stabbed, and with his wrists cut. Oh. The detective in, in charge of the case, Jimmy Nesbitt, not, <laughs> not to be confused with the actor from Northern Ireland. He always plays a cop. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> sort of, same sort of... I love a bit of Jimmy Nesbitt. Disgruntled detective. Yeah. Whereas, you know, that has a, like, has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> He's seen too much, like, crime past his day. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jimmy Nesbitt came up with the idea to disguise... McLaverty, who was recovering from his injuries a week later, and drive him the same route taken on the night of his attack. Unbelievably, McLaverty was able to identify Sam McAllister and Benjamin Pretty Boy Edwards. That's his nickname? Pretty Boy, yeah. Okay. That's not his middle name. I was just wondering, so I just <laughs> need to clarify that. <laughs> so, that's McAllister had rolled up his sleeves during the attack and and revealed gunshot wounds on his arms on on the basis of this McAllister was arrested as well as the scars on his arms the police found a six inch steak knife and two 10 inch boning knives under the floorboards of of his home so they the police they drove um sorry the victim Mm -hmm. down the street where he was attacked yeah a week prior and were those two men on the street? That's what I believe it was, that he was able to point them out and say, that's them. Yeah. Because, and then the police got out and arrested them. Because what's the chance he's like... Well, yeah. Sorry, no, like, all these, like, murders uh, you know, like, and all, and attacks, they, they were taking place in, like, the relatively same area. Mm-hmm. Were they taking place, like, on the side of the peaceful, more in the falls road, or was it more in the shankle? It would be more on the Shankill side. So essentially, it was Catholics that were on Protestant mm-hmm. turf, essentially that were yeah, being... or or else, 
the Catholics were picked up and disposed of well and 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 dragged into the taxi so was and yeah. then brought back to the shankler room. which is crazy though because you would think that if you were obviously it's a religion mm-hmm. thing here if you were gonna murder the opposed religion you would sh- leave you know mm-hmm. i'm just thinking as a theory like would you not leave them on the false road to show like we can do this to your people i think like with the the news it was enough so and, but but like it, it's it it makes sense as well if the two men were still on that road because that must have become like a, a hunting ground mm-hmm. for them and all like that to, to, to scope out and, and maybe follow. Was the peace ball already up by this point? I actually can't remember. I, I can't remember w- w- when it went up. Uh, I, I know it's a piece of knowledge I should have, but I, yeah. but I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious if it wasn't, was partly... The reason it went up was also because of this situation. Um, I mean, yeah, say if it wasn't up at this point, this definitely would have added to it. But there were so many other things going on as well. Yeah. That like, yeah. And that must be a lot of pressure for the police. Like, this has gone on for seven years. Several people have been murdered and harmed. Mm-hmm. And they'd obviously want to... They know who the culprit is. They just need evidence. But also, like you said, this isn't the only thing going on in the city at this point. Mm-hmm. So the police will be stretched. Well, well yeah, as I said, I've, I've said that, that the police and, and the army were uh, with, with stretched thin, so yeah. they were seen to be, be turning a blind eye to this. Yeah. So I don't think it was necessary that they were turning, they were just ignoring them. They just weren't given any resources, but as like the murders and all went on, you know, like... Uh, and, uh, and the the media was was picking it up, mm-hmm. you know, like they that they had to do something then. Yeah. Somebody also described one of the other attackers and mentions the the car he was taken away in was a yellow Ford Cortina, which fit the bill of William Moore. Mm-hmm. After his car was searched and traces of McLaurie's clothing found in his car, he was interrogated and eventually confessed to being present at all of the cutthroat killings. He said, Murphy done the first three and I done the rest. The butchers, the most pro- prolific serial, serial killers in British history, had been caught. Yeah, like what a number of people like to be in one group. 12, 12 men to, to go out and murder together. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and for William Moore to be present at all of them, essentially. Yeah. All of them, bar three, maybe at the start. He's like a mass probably a mass manipulator mm-hmm. it all sounds a wee bit cult-like oh like yeah he's oh, this yeah. one man that's like in charge of all these other men and he's got this ideology in their heads and his head and they're killing because of it mm-hmm. very cult-like oh yes yeah like he, he lenny murphy was definitely like drawing out the bigoted hatred mm-hmm. those and like amplifying it yeah murr also admitted that that murphy was giving him the orders from prison. In the end, Lenny Murphy's three main henchmen, as well as eight others, all confessed to the 19 murders of the Shankle Butchers, although it is suspected that there might have been more victims. Wow. In February 1979, the 11 men were sentenced to a total of 2,000 years in jail. However, Lenny Murphy, who escaped conviction, was released from prison three years later. No way. Yeah. Just 24 hours after his release, 
Murphy beat to death a Protestant man with special needs. Mm -hmm. It's not said why. I don't oh, know. I, that's why I wasn't saying anything because I was hoping you were going to give no, me... No, Not that any reason's good enough, but yeah, like just, yeah, just but so I can kind of understand it. I don't that know makes no sense. whether like it was a... He's out, he needs to like stretch his legs type... Yeah, like he wanted to harm and he yes, didn't care who yeah, he yeah. harmed. So, oh, that's awful. Yeah. He immediately began recruiting for a new gang of Shankle Butchers. Mm -hmm. Not long after this, Murphy violently killed a Catholic man named Joseph Duggan. The body was dumped behind Murphy's house, who was arrested but released due to a lack of, of evidence. Oh my God, this man, he's so slippy. Yeah. He's as slippy as William Bakes and Angus Sinclair at this point. <laughs> I know, I know. And is. Robert the Painter. Why are all these men that we talk about <laughs> I know. slippy fish? We'll move on to the demise. Okay, good. Of Lenny I Murphy. want to hear the demise. So unstable and out of control. Clearly. The 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 IRA saw Murphy as a liability and ordered his execution. Good. On the sixteenth of November, nineteen eighty two, a carefully selected IRA unit was brought to the Catholic village of Leganell. I actually don't know how to pronounce this. <gasps> That's terrible. This is your country. I know. You don't know when the peace wall went up. I you can't pronounce things. Call yourself Irish. I'm shite. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ligon Yell, Ligon Yell. I don't. I don't actually know how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really should have like googled it. Looked it up more. <laughs> but anyway, this village was near the. The Glen Cairn Estate. Okay. Is this in Belfast now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's on the on the edge and the village is it's just outside it. So, is this, like, a wee village on, like, just off, out of, um, out of Glasgow? Out, out, of of, uh, out of Belfast? Yes, yeah. Right, okay. So, this is where Murphy's lived and Murphy frequented daily. Wait, sorry. His girlfriend lived in a Catholic village? No, no, no. She lived in the estate. Ah, uh, and is that Protestant? Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Now, there were only two routes in and out of the estate and Murphy always used the least used route. Okay. When driving to his girlfriend's one night, a van pulled out in front of his distinct yellow rover and an IRA gunman jumped out of the back and shot Murphy 20 times with a, sh with a w sorry, more than 20 times with a sub-machine gun, killing Murphy instantly. Good. I shouldn't need to stop saying good. I just good. really don't like this man now. <laughs> I know. It's a bit ironic because this is the same estate where many of the Shankle Butcher's victims were found. Oh, so this was like Murphy's sort of dumping ground. Mm -hmm. And he's murdered and he's dumping ground. Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite ironic, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Now, a bit of a twist okay. to it all. A, a, um, a bit extra. Mm -hmm. Because some people find it Suspicious that the IRA was able to complete such an operation in the middle of, of the Protestant heart, heartland with such a high-powered weapon. Years later, it was uncovered that a member of the UDA, the Ulster Defence Association, mm -hmm. which I've mentioned briefly before, who had shot up the ranks and enjoyed living the the 
the high life mm -hmm. had provided the weapon to the IRA with a promise that he could continue his own his own operations without disturbance. So basically, he wanted a promise from the IRA that he could keep on doing what whatever it was he was doing, mm -hmm. but the IRA wouldn't stop him. Okay. Yes. And he got this promise for for six years mm -hmm. before he was found out by the UDA and shot dead. Ah. So yeah. It's annoying though because in my head of all the paramilitary groups that there mm -hmm. was, the IRA had most, probably most disdain for Lenny Murphy because yeah. he was killing Catholics. Yeah. And obviously I get it, the UDA, UVF, all mm -hmm. of them were a bit timid in the sense of they didn't really want to mess with Lenny Murphy. Yeah. So it's almost like that silent nod of like, okay, you're going to have to come into our territory, but we're not going to stop you. Mm -hmm. You know, so I get, I get that maybe one man and one group should not have just made the decision, but... Well, no, no, it was one man. This yeah, man and one like... group. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't, I would say like more, if anything, like that caused more peace because... They could all just get on with their own things, their own agendas. Yeah. Lenny, yes. Lenny Murphy and mm -hmm. So really, I don't think that man deserves to die. Well, he he died because he he sold. He sold a a weapon to the yeah the the IRA who were supposed to be like his enemy. I totally get that, but it was to it was actually probably to to do some something good for all the pat pat oh no oh no it was purely for for himself oh he, right. he 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 wanted this promise and protection from the ira to keep on doing what whatever was he was doing and his his side of the bargain was that i can give you lenny murphy right i can tell you exactly I thought it was more of a piece like if we can a symbolic peace ball in the sense oh, of no, like no, no, he no, was no. saying like listen Here's the gun. You go do it. So we've both done a wrong, but we'll just live our lives now and no. do you know stick to what we were doing before mm -hmm. he came on the scene. No, 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 no. Right. Okay, got you. It got was you. uh And do we know how he got found out six years later? So uh, he joined the U UDA, mm -hmm. and he moved up the ranks uh, very uh, quickly as well. And he was the person who was just like something's not right here right, okay. how's the ira got such a high-powered weapon weapon into a protestant area and being able to do this so he started to like ask questions and ask around mm -hmm. and eventually he he uncovered the truth there because the um the man who had sold the weapon mm -hmm. threatened the with a quartermaster not to not to bring up that there was a What's a quartermaster? So like in the in the army, a a quartermaster is is he looks after the the armory. So okay. like all the all the weapons, all the rifles, all the bullets. You know, like if if you want anything out, even even if it's like boots or trousers or what like that, you go to him. He signs it out. So right. like he knows everything that's that 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 comes in and, and leaves. So yeah, he was threatened to be like, do not say about dismissing. Right. So to finish off Lenny Murphy's mother Joyce always maintained her son's innocence and Murphy was given a paramilitary funeral to which thousands of loyalists attended as well as some politicians 
The remaining members of the Shankill Butchers were all released under the terms of the Good Friday Agreement as part of the peacekeeping process in Northern Ireland in 1994. And do we know if any of them went on to commit any further fights? Or? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't. So they spent over a decade, at least, in prison. Yes, almost still two. still isn't enough almost time two, yeah. for justice. No, no, no. But... Especially since for 11 of them, they had totaled 2,000 years. I'm going to ask you a question that might make you a bad Irish again. Do, when did your um, death penalty stop? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ours <laughs> yeah. is like nineteen sixty one in Scotland. Well, yeah, like there wasn't the death penalty like during the troubles. Well, I, I don't know because what it was in the seventies, so I don't know. Because no, no, really, just... if that, if okay, if it still were on, they would have all been sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. I I'm so sorry, right? But the, you can more than welcome to edit this out or keep it in. But the whole time you've been talking about this and the twelve men, mm-hmm. I just keep on picturing like clowns and a small clowns. Co- clown car you know the, the <laughs> and the oldest I running out like several I don't know why I keep thinking about this running through Belfast City like these clowns getting out of a tiny wee car all 12 of them with like machetes and I think I'm tired but I, I'm sorry this is all I thought about this whole time well, you and Lenny what, Henry fuck's sake you don't remember what, what was it back 2016 that there was that like the crazy clown yeah craze? do you remember that because I was I, I'm not particularly on the clowns and I was in work late one night mm-hmm. and I was sitting with my back to the front door and nobody else was um about and was concentrating on something and mm-hmm. I turned around and there was a woman standing there and I thought it was one of the clowns and I thought I'd seen the white light. <laughs> I did. <laughs> that was horrific. Oh, Who yeah. does that? I know like some some weird people in the world who's Very like weird people but yeah that's all i thought about is clowns getting out of a wee tiny car well they were clowns doing what they were doing yeah like well i'm glad that you resigned the shankled butchers to as little as clowns <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why whenever you do an episode i always feel like i get so uptight about it i get angry you i do? think i suppose because i don't know the situation yeah. before you tell me do you ever feel that way about mine you're just usually horrified. Yeah, you? yeah. Like, yours are a bit more gruesome. <laughs> so they are. Yeah. But that's our first group murder as well. Mm-hmm. We've not had. Yeah, exactly. So being single men. Mm-hmm. Singular men, not single men. Someone married. But... Oh, well, yeah, yeah, but individual men. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're branching out. Mm-hmm. So, so. And next week will be slightly different as well. Oh, again. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're really branching out. We're just taking it from a different perspective. Oh, right, okay. We're more looking at the murder of the victim as opposed... We will look at the vic- uh, the murderer, but mm-hmm. the victim is the main focus of our episode next week. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But thank you. I really enjoyed that one. It was quite interesting. Not super gory. As much as it was, it wasn't like it was It was stomachable. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, there were so many that... Yes. That I could have went into detail for them all, but we would have been sitting here a, 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 a long time. Totally get that. So it's not, you know, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> if our listeners want us to expand, we can always do a part two. Oh yes. As like a wee um season special. Yeah. Something a, like that. A wee follow up. Yep. But thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to give us any suggestions, you can follow us on Instagram at there's been a murder underscore podcast. 
Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye.